0: Welcome to the dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the O'Dear Podcast, O'Dear Nation, O'Dear Living, Odear Living and all subsidiaries there for two, wish with me as always on the one podcast, the last podcast, where we talk about the things that make your mother a bunch of girls say O'Dear.
1: <laughs>
0: Are my hosts, co-hosts, hosts, Nick Whitmer
1: and Brett Rabel. This guy is good. This guy is good. I yes. went to
0: broadcast school <laughs>
1: <Uber> <laughs> <night>. last weekend. <laughs> it was a weekend seminar. A
0: weekend
1: Christian got certified by hot one Oh three jams.
0: We're going to be, we're rebranding. We're the O queer podcast. And now, <laughs> rebrand. Is oh, that bad? Uh-oh. By the way, is that bad to say? Like, because now I look at every, cause I even talk about this on my album, King Latifah. I'm streaming on all platforms. Um, <laughs> Is that like the word queer? When I was growing up, was not a good word to use, but now it's like they're like Fine. here's a queer library and like or a queer yeah. bookstore. Well, it's, and like, it's funny because it okay, <laughs> that's, that's, what it's my, that's it's what my interesting. It's an interesting. Yeah, like you would never. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he calls all of those things. Too. <laughs> he, he just calls bookstores that.
1: <laughs> Dude, speaking of uncles, like kind of crabbing on books. I don't, you know, everyone's, everyone, if you're white, you have an uncle Eddie, like you have someone, (laughs) uncle Eddie, uh, you have, everyone is, you know, there's six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Every white person is one degree from white trash. There's someone, there's (laughs) someone (laughs) kind of in the near periphery and white trash doesn't mean poor. It doesn't necessarily mean like, It's mindset. it's mindset and. I just remember, uh, you know, my uncle Billy was just talking about like I think my my uh, great aunt Han, and he goes, well, you know, you know, he'd always do that with he yeah. said the, a little <laughs> bit of the, the coke nose, so go, you know, you know, my you know, you know, aunt Han, she was always into reading books and shit. And it's just saying in shit after reading Uh, books is such a funny dismissal of reading books. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: really – dude, I I think it's Uncle Bill's and Uncle Dave's. Like those are the two that are always the culprit because I have an Uncle Bill and you have an Uncle Bill. And uh, they're the same guy. I guarantee they'd get along.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, if they got in the room, they would hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) They're too much alike. Dude, they they would what
1: good friends. They really get along. I mean, him, this Uncle Bill coaching youth basketball. uh, My brothers told me he was coaching, like, 11-year-olds, his sons on the team. And he was just – he grabbed his crotch – and he said, start playing with some of these. And he like did like a hip thrust forward as he's grabbing his crotch to tell these wow. 11-year-olds who haven't been through puberty to start playing with their balls. It's funny to like
2: your criticism of 11-year-olds is they're pussies. You're like, come on, quit being such pussies. You're 11, dude. So he's afraid them-
1: of contact? Yeah, because he's yeah, 11. Exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: so funny. So anyway, your queer is an interesting word because yeah, you're right. It was offensive, and then it was the term that the people who identified as that were like, "You call us that," and then yeah. all of us homophobic people are like, "Oh shit, we well, already were." So,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you were never good, though, like.
0: Because- <laughs> it's it's kind of like on the joke on the album, I it's similar, but I'm like, you would never open up an N word bookstore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny.
2: I mean, it's like, the, yeah, it is true. Like in a, in a way it's good because if you just have a queer bookstore and you, and you're, a, you're a homophobe, you can also call it a queer bookstore, but <laughs> yeah. your meaning of it's different. Is that basically your bit yeah. Christian? I don't remember this bit.
0: No, it was, it was about, yeah. uh, LGBTQ. It was, you know, before Chappelle even did it, <laughs> but I just didn't know what the Q stood for. And I assumed oh, right. it was yeah, queer, yeah. but somebody told me it was questioning and I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Cause you couldn't do like NAACPN. N. Like, right. you know, Level happen.
1: 11 joke. That's yeah. an 11 out of 10.
0: You know what? I actually, Eddie Brill was like, uh, the former letterman. Somebody sent him my thing and he was like, that was a fucking amazing joke. And I was like, Oh, thanks oh, so wow. much, man.
1: Fucking Eddie like, Brill, man. It was really nice. It is, man. That's truly one of the best. If that had come from a famous comic, it would be one of the jokes. People go, holy shit, can you believe (laughs) he said that? Uh, Because you're a nobody, uh, piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's keep sucking my balls.
1: Limp dick loser, (laughs) punk ass, shit ass father. (laughs) Anyway, guys. I I love how it went
0: from like... Unbelievable comic to to a steep decline to shitty father and unknown asshole.
1: Shit ass loser. Can't help it. Call him like I see it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sitting there with your fucking Dominican head. Fuck you. (laughs) Doesn't mean anything. That's too far. No, that's too far. I I like just like saying awful shit and it's like, I don't even know where this is coming from. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Uncle Bill <laughs> It's the Uncle Bill in you Yeah uh,
1: It's hilarious Anyway So what's up with fatherhood guys You still enjoying it or we gotta have a fatherhood check in
0: Yeah I right. mean Yeah it's pretty good We just moved So it's uh, it's It's interesting now Like he's like I feel like he's bummed out like, (laughs) 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 like he's a lot more quiet now but like the thing is is like he's he's almost five months old he's yeah he's five months old about today and it's like imagine you've only been on the earth for five months and then someone takes you from your like apartment and moves you into a house in like there, where like the apartment was noisy with police sirens and like homeless people screaming all the time. And then you just move to this quiet, like dark place. And you're like, like it, you might as well just move to another planet as far as he's concerned. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> like, like I, He's on Mars right now.
1: Yeah. You're he never struck me as a, he always struck me as a city guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. With his leather jacket. (laughs) And street smarts.
1: (laughs) Buying blue cigarettes at the bodega. Yeah. (laughs) I just love the idea of a dejected baby. Just, you know, (laughs) just drinking like breast milk being like, it's just not the same. It's not good anymore.
2: He's like, this formula is not made.
1: This
0: formula
2: is not made with, New York water, so yeah. feels good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he's I think he's coping now.
2: He's coping. Being yeah. a baby must be insane though, because I was thinking about this as like their live their lives change so drastically. Like one day they can only see black and white and then like two feet in front of their face. Yeah. And then the next day they can see color and then ten feet in front of their face.
0: Mm -hmm. So like
2: sometimes you just look at babies and they just have this like look on their face where they're like, what the fuck is it's because they're like, it's like uh, they're on acid. They're like, what the fuck is that? Like they're just always seeing something that they're like, huh? Is that moving? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. what? I don't understand what that's like. They don't know what orange is until they see orange. And it's like the Mm -hmm. most incredible thing. And they're like just puzzled by it. So they have this look on their face. So. I don't know I get why they're grumpy sometimes cuz they're just kind of yeah. like dude like this is changing so much so they, often. They're
1: like dude I've been on a 3 month bender. Can you just give me <laughs> a fucking <laughs> uh, Like,
2: like right is- now there's like a developmental phase right now where like she, we're we're supposed to make her aware of her hands. So like I just imagine huh. you're just sitting around and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? And it, what is this? And it's your hand. And you're like, huh?
0: <laughs> Wait, who's moving that? I'm moving that. <laughs> I'm moving that. That's me. It's, um, it's, uh, it's weird because they also don't have any context for anything. You know, right. like no context for like even a floor or something. Like they don't even know, like they're just getting adjusted to everything. Um, it's it, it's just so weird. Like they're catching up to millions of years of human existence. <laughs> you know, like yep. it, It's just so crazy how much we take for granted. And like, like I'm looking at a like a Wi-Fi router. Like he has no idea what the fuck that is. Like it took him a while to like really warm up to my dog. Like he's just been look. Like he started just petting him recently, and um, and it was just like he's just fascinated by it. Like a dog. Wow. Imagine like all your house is like. Everybody you're surrounded by like looks like you, but then there's this one like furry thing <laughs> furry, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that just comes up and licks you every now and then. <laughs> and you just have no no context for any of it.
1: I mean, so it nice. probably truly like I like you know, I miss being kid sized in some ways, like especially when it comes to dogs. Like I love like wrestling dogs. Mm-hmm. And like when you're a kid, you're like 10 and it's like an even match. But sometimes now when I try and wrestle a dog, they're just like, the fucking dude, quit. Bo- you're way bigger than me. Stop being an ass. <laughs> does that does that make yeah. sense? Like what? You're huge, yeah. man. What can I do? It just feels so I, I imagine mm-hmm. if you're a five month old, it's probably kind of terrifying. But
0: yeah, I'm sure. Wow, it's Miles like is huge. tough. Yeah, he's a, he's a. Strong kid, you know, he drinks whiskey already, we're getting him into, uh... Taekwondo. MMA, MMA <laughs> baby MMA he's
2: There's listening MMA. to Rogan's podcast we're getting him there guys yeah he's we're gonna getting be... started
1: I I, I want to buy him a shirt that said something about like the earth is flat and then on the back <laughs> like <laughs> I and I'm not afraid to admit it and it's actually it's okay for a baby to be a flat earther because dude yeah. he's five months old like he can't know better
0: yeah but it's extra worse because nobody thinks the baby <laughs> of, of course like Oh is like, their stupid fucking parents are making this. No, idiot but,
1: but then you go, that's when you go, dude, I don't know. It's what he wanted to wear. I don't agree.
0: I have to wear. I'm not a flat earther shirt. <laughs>
1: Just wear an I'm with stupid shirt. It'd yeah. be an amazing,
0: amazing Halloween costume.
1: <laughs> the earth is flat. <laughs> I'm with stupid. Um, Speaking uh, shit, of which, man. did you
0: guys do anything for Halloween?
1: Uh, I went to. Uh, I mean, you know, as the resident young person, this podcast is probably mm-hmm. more relevant for,
0: you
1: <laughs>
2: what
0: are you know? for our demographic. <laughs> yeah, our are seventeen to twenty five demographic.
1: Dude, I will have seventeen to twenty
0: five. <laughs> Wait, Brett, turn your turn your hat, hat backwards so you can oh, talk yeah. about this stuff first.
1: Yeah. So we were. We were <laughs>
0: Oh man! All Um, right, now tell us what what young people are doing this weekend. uh, Young people,
2: so can you sit in your chair like AC Slater too, just like
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just dip, snap a pack of cigarettes. (laughs) Um, young people, I went to a thing called Bike Bike Kill Bike Kill. Okay. It was the, uh, it's one of the most best and most interesting things I've ever been to in New York City. At a random lot in Red Hook, there's like a, just a lot. All of the punk, the punk community, like at the punks, converge on this uh, block to ride mutant bizarro bikes. So a bunch of metal workers and scrap people make, make these bikes that make no sense for actual riding, but they're fun to ride for this one event. Yeah. There some are like nine feet tall. Some are like instead of wheels it has barrels. Some are like a quad bike that it's like three bikes next to each other, scrapped metal together. Some it's like a standing bike, but it's really hard to maneuver. So it's just this really cool <laughs> punk event. And um you know, I dress like me, so I'm wearing like my normal, like normal guy shirt and my fucking Banana Republic jacket with my J. Crew slacks. And I'm like, I just stick out so much. And then, and then this funny thing about punk is I talk to my roommate who's, you know, in the punk world, and you can make an argument that I'm the punk one.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That you're no, I'm the like, punk yeah. Everybody else I'm, is dressed like they're a Mad Max and you're like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm in slacks.
1: <laughs> I'm in some trousers, baby. Fuck you. I'm in slacks, man. That's the new shit.
0: <laughs> We're punk. It's the new fucking punk dressing like a goddamn yuppie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, at one point, um, I did hear someone yell uh Fuck you, you suburb bitch! And I was, I, and I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was directed at me, but it certainly could have been. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and then I called police and I said, "There's been a hate crime. Duh. I'm being, I'm being hated for my, uh, the color of my upbringing." God, it's so. I'm funny always
2: suburb bitch.
0: God. I'm wow. always fascinated by New York, like uh, especially Brooklyn, where like. I don't know. People just figure out like a random warehouse or lot or something to make this. They just make a space somewhere and like put on events somehow. I'm like always like admiring the uh, tenacity and the just the wherewithal to like do all that stuff.
1: Thank you. This is like such a
2: niche (laughs) thing that like you're like, how would you if you were into weird bikes like that, how would you ever be like, yeah, dude, I bet you there's like 6000 people who are into this too that would want to come to this thing. Right. It's just such a weird.
0: It's like this weird, like college mentality. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you're in college and you just like, you have all day free. So so you just like (laughs) walk around and like, I don't know, put up a teepee somewhere. Like it's just like
1: a a continuation
0: of that mentality.
1: Did all having all free time available is that, I mean, that's amazing. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. College, you have you? I mean, I'm looking at you guys, and you guys are like, don't even act like your free time is <laughs> under my free time's under siege by the, the 15 to 20 hour work weeks I have. <laughs>
0: I love, uh, there's two comedians who talk about that. That's my favorite. It's like Tom Segura when he's like. He's like, you know, I work one hour a week sometimes if I want, <laughs> and then Aziz Ansari's like, I don't do anything; I take naps all day. <laughs> um, but yeah,
1: but th- that was that was my Halloween, and then actually, uh, you know, my you know my my roommate is very cool, and so he figured out where there was like a little after party, which th- I went with three other friends. Uh, and of the one who needed to figure out where the after party was, m- uh, my buddy Jacques was the one. Cause if I was going up to people going, Hey guys, where's the after party?
2: <laughs> people
1: would be like, Oh narc. F- <laughs> fucking narc. You gets back uh, over the bridge or tunnel you came from, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, we were taken to an art, a loft, an art loft, like an art studio, and there was like thirty people chilling in the art studio, and it was kind of interesting because uh, it was just kind of a funny moment. Because I was talking to the woman who was—it uh, was her studio. She was like a cool artist, and probably like her, you know, her early forties. And uh, I was about like I was just chatting with her, and I was about to go like, "Yo, your art is awesome. This stuff's so good." And then my friend, uh, he just like kind of nudged me and he goes like, dude, be cool. Like, just be cool. And uh, you know what it was is I guess this artist is famous. So in his head, complimenting her art is like she knows. So Wait, it would have been, it would have seemed uncool to be like, yo, your art's really good. Oh. Like, you know, I'm kind of a golden retriever sometimes and that shit so he was just like, "Yo, be cool. Like, don't like, don't be so too. Don't like- compliment her so she doesn't think that you're a fan, basically." Right. But I, uh, but I, but then this was what's interesting because we went in with our other friend who is an artist, and it was like both uh, both of us were pitching in to help her in a way because Jacques got us there, and then got us to. He figured out where this artist party is, and then our friend who's an artist. I we were about to leave, and then I asked her, "Like, is it advantageous for you to be in this room right now?" And she was like, uh, yes. And I was like, she was, would it help you if I was here just to have like a friend who's also able to be? And she was like, yes. And then we stayed to try and uh, schmooze a little more. Cause that's what the art right. world, the art world is like all schmooze. It's just right. like all, well, it's all who, it's like even worse than comedy. At least comedy has this barometer of i got laughs you can't take that away from me yeah right you but know art, what i mean yeah, art it's could, like what'd you get oh, oh like no there's no official response right because well, it's like, not
0: worth anything unless somebody says it's worth something so you literally have to just go like impress the person with how mysterious and like right. <laughs> profound you could have you like
2: you could just have like a very whatever painting and you could be like, Oh, who painted that? You're like some guy named Ralph Smith. And you're like, it's it's worth like $5. And you go, actually it was painted by famous artists. You know, they'd be like, Oh, well in that case it's worth $300,000, but the actual art doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really matter what it is. It matters who did it. Right. So it's, it's weird. It's almost like a, it's almost like if you had a joke, like a stand-up bit that wasn't funny, but because it was done by Dave Chappelle, no. it's worth $25 million for a special. I guess that's kind of what comedy is though. I mean, not- I, I mean, <laughs> like that's kind of, you know, if, if Dave yeah. Chappelle releases a special of him bombing, he still gets paid. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous money for it.
1: Yeah. So it, uh, so in any case, and then, you know, then after went back in, chatted up with the famous artist, And that's, but that's the, my, in my head, I'm like, you know how much of an advantage it is to know nothing about the art world and then be there. Cause I'm, I'm sincere and Mm -hmm. I get to like, like truly not even in a douchey way. Like I am not trying to get anything out of anyone, but now that I knew or know she's like a famous artist, it can tilt, even me who doesn't give a fuck, it can still tilt how you interact with someone.
0: Right. Right. Um, Well, it's weird. Was she, was your friend worried that you were going to go up there and like, like going up to Dave Chappelle, if you didn't know who he was. Yeah. Kind of. Dude, You're like really good. You should like, Get on tv a little like, bit like that. that okay uh,
1: but but yeah a little bit like that dude you should be a comedian today yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it just goes like you should like really you know put these out there
1: well, <laughs> this your was, name this, out. <laughs> was this person's art like just lying around for people to see uh i mean it was a studio so it's just oh, like okay. there's the shit she's working on um, got it got it got it and uh and- was she cool? This I think, she actually was. was. Big, She's yeah. She was very like, uh, yeah. It was like a nice, interesting hang. She told me because I I joked with her that like uh, it was kind of cool for me because I my feeling on New York is that it's like a it really makes me feel like I'm in Grand Theft Auto. New York does because like I mean you walk on the street and there's just tons of little like. Every interaction with a person, like several things come up on how you can interact with them. Does that make sense? Like, whenever I'm interacting yeah. with a stranger, like in a video game, you always have like four options true, true on what true. to say. You can either go like friendly, greet him back. You can yeah. go like, yo, fuck you, you got a dog face. <laughs> yeah. or, then you or you can you can just punch him. You can just fucking yeah. punch him. So I almost feel like every interaction with a person has like four my the in my head, and I almost always just go with friendly because what am I gonna do getting fights in the street, but um, but with this woman, I told her I was like, you know, I live in New York's a video game, and uh I always feel like i I said I explored more of the map, like there's less black space on my mini map
0: mm-hmm. because
1: of you, yeah. um Aww. so anyway, that's, that's a that nice was thing my to say, yeah, so. did you go
0: did you walk with her and Pointed her paintings and go, what does this one mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! What does this one mean? <laughs> what if I went up to her and go, how much? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like holding a twenty, like that's yeah. what it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a nine foot like tapestry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you're at a garage you just, sale. <laughs>
2: like, you just know, like you just know one word, uh, so you say it for all the paintings. You're like, I really like the contrast here. I really like. <laughs> uh, I like it's the a contrast conscious. on this one too. I like the oh, you know what? This space. one has good contrast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but uh, yeah, and then my my weekend ended very art heavy weekend because this past Monday I went into the Met, the MoMA, and the Guggenheim all in one day. In part Jeez. for the next project with uh, Brett Coin, I think I told you guys I'm releasing the world's first analog NFT.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is an
1: NFT, you know what an NFT is? Yes. yes. Right? The digital art. So I made but an analog one.
0: For our, our uh, listeners. <laughs> so wait. For them. Is, you tell them. Because I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely know what an NFT is, but I don't think Christian does. So can you explain <laughs> it to him? <laughs>
0: An NFT, but is I a, definitely
2: know what it is. So the blockchain is a—it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> like digitized art. It's like it's digitized art,
2: right? So, so my question here, Brett, you said you first the first analog. analog an it's analog an analog,
1: analog NFT, which means it's just a piece of art. Um, so it's not and, the and first it, analog NFT
2: though. There's been no, a- but
1: that's just what I'm calling it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and it, all it is, it's a canvas, a little square canvas with Scrabble letters, NFT, uh, glued into the middle of it. And uh, so my plan is- There's only one um, of them. There's only one of them. And my plan, I took them each. I took uh, them to the Met, the, that piece to the Met, the Moment, the Guggenheim. I thought about hanging it on the walls, but I decided to just yeah. take photos of me holding it in like the lobby. Mm -hmm. And now when I put it for sale for auction, I, I can say it's been in the Met, in the MoMA, and in the Guggenheim. That's true.
2: That's um, true.
1: And I have proof that it, it's, you know, this yeah. piece has been in the Met, the MoMA, and the Guggenheim. Oh my God. Which <laughs> is pretty impressive considering <laughs> how kind of, I think, nation to new my artistic, uh of the artistic this career is like. when you first had, piece.
2: When you went on LinkedIn trying to find other people named Mark Cuban so you could put them on yeah. your board of directors. Dude, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You have the fucking most hilarious Brett's, ideas dude Brett's Just, yeah the king of massaging the facts
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i but i don't want to lie like yeah. it has yeah, been it's, in, like it's t- technically true
1: and then if anyone is like that's not what that means i'm like what how did you perceive it They're like no it's yeah. you're like, we're like what well then what is the definition of in then yeah <laughs> <laughs> So because I'm gonna it was sub- in there It was in there, and I, you know I don't commit fraud. Like I really think it's important to be honest with people. Oh, and yes. as an artist who's been in the Met, in the MoMA, and in the Guggenheim, um, I just think like uh, art is honesty. So so I'm gonna try and auction that out. I'm gonna submit it for Sotheby's auction house. <laughs> Sotheby's, Sotheby's do you, and they have an open submission process. They'll, they'll and within five to seven days they'll tell you how much they think it's worth. Interesting. If they, if they don't tell me it's worth $430,000, I'm going to tell them to shove it up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally will. I'll take a screenshot of the email. I'll fucking post about how these guys fucking undervalued my piece of brilliant art. And, you have uh, to do
2: something to it so no one can fake it. Like that, that's the NFTs yeah. have the built-in capability. The, 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 what makes them so valuable is you can actually. There's like a blockchain that makes it 100% unique. Whereas with regular paintings, theoretically speaking, like you could have like an expert, obviously not with like a famous painting like a Mona Lisa, but let's just use it as an example. Theoretically, let's say the the Mona Lisa wasn't this famous thing that's obviously in the Louvre and protected and blah blah blah. You could recreate that and pass it off as the original. So what makes the NFTs so valuable is that they're impossible to counterfeit. So you have to do something, Brett, to your NFT that only you know you did to it like like put a mark on one of the scrabble piece the back of the scrabble piece you know what i mean like you have to do something mm-hmm. like that to make sure that you you can basically prove that it's yeah. it's 100% um, unique right i came on it yeah. so <laughs> uh, <laughs> well I who mean, else has that dna d- <laughs> d- d- <laughs> d- d- that's actually pretty brilliant because you are the only person with your dna so mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: seal oh, it, it, <laughs> the come of authenticity, and then I because I came on it
1: the come of authenticity. <sighs> oh man, that's because I came on it. There can be like artistic, uh, you know, yeah. art hum analysis. That's like, well, it's actually a, a uh, it's a parody of toxic masculinity, and that the yeah. artist felt the need to mark his own territory. Anyway, Mm. I'm going to get rich off it. Mm, It's one, you know, when you read, you know, when you see the shit online or it's like this potato chip shaped like Jesus sold for $180,000, I'm trying, (laughs) uh, like, I'm trying to
2: have one of those. Yeah. There's so many, there's just dumb, there's just dumb money everywhere. That's just like waiting to be taken.
1: (laughs) Dude, there, I can get it. Like, there's no way, there's no way I can't get a million dollars. There's no way. Uh am I, I have two ideas. The other idea is I just I could release it as Brett Rabled. I thought about releasing it as uh two alternative artist names. And actually it's nice to have your the the o dear Brain Trust helps. I could release it under the name uh um what the spelling is are you ready? I'm going to tell you the spelling. Y S K N A B, M S K N A B, M S K N A B. Do you know why? That's Banksy backwards. So the hope, the hope would be some internet sleuth goes, "Holy shit, is Banksy doing some Banksy shit?" Yeah. And then I just clout, fucking cheat that someone thinks it's Banksy. Really, it's just my fucking dumbass yeah um and the other idea is to release it under the name banksy spelled with an ie yeah um
0: <laughs> <E-E>, or banksy, <laughs> s-k-e-e <laughs>
1: yeah or just to release it as uh brett raybold and hope that i actually yeah.
0: just went to the banksy exhibit in new york uh this like uh past weekend and there are people there are people that do that that they like just um you know do like sign his name or their name or whoever's name Banksy and and just kind of like counterfeited a little bit to try to sell oh sign. really yeah so you're not alone
1: wait they they like oh, okay, they'll just yeah. write
0: Banksy on it they'll make something that he would make I guess and then just like put Banksy with an eye like a
1: Polish Banksy or something Oh, okay, then it's been done. I'm not gonna do it. All right. Yeah, you
0: should do it. You should definitely do it.
2: You want to have the recognition of your name, though, because of your comedy and stuff.
1: That's yeah. true. That's true. And, um, but if I got a million dollars, then I can we could make whatever the fuck. Anyway, that's true too. Um,
2: Brett Ray, Brett, you're like the PT Barnum of comedy. <laughs> you just have all these like scams running and like not scams, but like. <laughs> Oh like uh, no! Don't things. worry. They're—I mean—they're they're,
1: they're, I mean, they're scam adjacent. <laughs> scam adjacent. It's not full scam, but it's scam you're, adjacent. You're not, you're not
2: ripping anybody <laughs> off, but you are um, ma- I, in a way. It's performance art because you're making fun of the absurdity of a lot of these things by trying to cash in on them. Right. Because I mean, crypto's not abs- crypto's absurd. I mean, there's a lot of utility for like real cryptos. Uh, but there's also like the ship, They're, the one that just yeah. blew up and stuff. Like, the, the, I mean, the there was a Squid Game one that apparently went up and then down five million percent in t- twenty minutes. Crypto's like, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So some, some, that, some of them yeah. are like some people bought. Like I, so I know a guy. Um, he's a friend of a friend. Who him and his buddies put a shit like not that much money actually like forty dollars a piece in that shib shibu weibu on or whatever the shiba inu the new dog shiba inu token. right so he did this like two two years ago and he cashed out his forty dollars for twenty grand wow so he turned forty dollars into twenty grand because of how much it blew up and that was he basically bought in two years ago when it was worth like for like forty dollars you could get like a million tokens and then it, right. it whatever the fuck it was. So anyway, like there's these stories, but like this, this, this crypto has no utility and actually no value. And there's yeah. even that guy who put eight grand into it and then it turned into $4.6 billion. So he became a billionaire, but he became a billionaire in this thing that he can't really get
0: Yeah,
1: because- He can't cash out there because there's if, the liquidity.
2: Right. So because you he depending on what wallet you use, crypto wallet, like Coinbase is the most popular one is from what I understand and like you can't just cash out crypto to yeah. dollars. You have to like transfer it back into Ethereum and then do all these things. But by the way, every time you do all of that, there's all these crazy fees. So like this guy with $5.6 billion value in in this thing, like by the time he could probably get it, it might not be worth anything, like just the process of the whole thing. So it's all like an illusion. It's all bullshit. I actually want to know because my friend told me that he cashed out for 40 grand. I want to know how that guy cashed out because it's pretty difficult from what I understand. You you might know better, Brett.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't really know. I mean whatever whatever hoops you gotta go through to get forty grand or twenty grand from forty dollars is probably worth it, seeing as even if it took five hours, yeah like I think you do the calculation,
0: on, I think you can just go on one of these like crypto exchanges and then basically just turn it into something else like ethereum or whatever, and then um cash it out to U.S. dollars in some way. But right. So I mean, it's, all, it's, all,
2: it's all found money, even like that yeah. guy who put eight grand and became a billionaire, even yeah, if he true. had to go through all these hoops and even if he got back 50 grand out of the five billion because of all the fucking hoops, you still made eight fifty 50 grand off of a four, eight grand investment. Yeah, uh, it'll I probably be that... more than that. But from what I understand, like you would have to transfer to Ethereum and then like what Coinbase would charge you to transfer that much. Sure. would be they would charge you like 200 million dollars or some shit and then yeah. again moving it from ethereum to so by the time he the 5.6 billion is not really a real number it'll even right. but i mean like i said even if it's a billion dollars that's amazing
0: yeah but I, I bet he could like you know how like some people do this with stock like i bet he could just take a loan out on that crypto value but
1: the risk in that is that if it tomorrow changes (laughs) you're you're fucked you which is yeah yeah. which is why that that one could fuck you because those ones those ones are actually just like crypto is all of the criticism and all of the compliments are kind of true depending on the crypto. yeah absolutely it's like there are definitely scams the like the squid game one that you talk and someone I don't even think it was affiliated with the show. I think someone just saw the show obviously being the most popular show kind of right now. So they just created a token called like Squid Game Coin.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, rode the popularity of the show. People bought and then uh, within like... Yeah, within a few hours, it it went from like worth the valuation of the total coin went from like worth a couple hundred million to like legit zero. Mm. Yeah, because the people who in, who invented it did what's called a rug pull, which is when you just sell it all at once. And a rug <laughs> yeah, pull is yeah. usually when you do it, you're intending to fuck over other people. Like yeah. you want to, if for someone to win in investing, someone has to lose. Yeah. So um, basically, what it
2: is is like I'll make this crazy gimmicky crypto. The value of the crypto will go up to two hundred million dollars because of the gimmick go of it. On and, Cohen, go on, and then I'm, and then I'm the guy who holds all the coin because yes. or the majority of the coin. I like and, it. And then, as soon as you decide that you don't want to play anymore. You just sell all of yours, which tanks the value, but, but you still get paid for it. Everybody else is left holding the bag.
1: Yep, that's is right. That,
2: so that's what you're that's trying to fair. do, Brett, with Brettcoin, because I own 177 mm-hmm. Brettcoins, and now well, I'm like, this oh, is- and am I going to be left holding the bag, Brett? No, is that what's happening no, here? No,
1: well, you know what's actually interesting? To be clear on Brettcoin, uh, we actually, the way we structured the token, it made rug pulling impossible. Because I actually genuinely wanted to... Uh, because I know the like crypto community would be very radar up for this is a scam. So right, right, right. the way the coin is minted is, uh, first off, I can't sell any, not yet until it's on a bigger exchange. Second off, I wouldn't. Third off, all of the tokens, the way it mints, mints means is like created, is every time a Bretcoin transaction happens, one Breitcoin is minted, meaning uh, so if you sold or bought 500 Bretcoin, one gets minted. So that way the demand always outpaces the supply. Like mm. that's, uh, and we have a max total supply. The most Bretcoin that can exist upon when it's finished is uh, 21 million and one. Um, Y and one, we'll just say, so you know, the max Bitcoin supply is 21 million. So I had us one up Bitcoin That's <laughs> um, just like one, just yep. one, one better than Bitcoin. So, so how many,
2: bit. how, what percentage of
1: current Bretcoin that exists, uh, do you own? Would you say? I wouldn't even say I own it because it's in the Bretcoin development wallet. But right now in that wallet, there's 1.9 million. The ultimate goal is for it to be decentralized, meaning no one person or entity, including the development wallet, owns all of it. That's why I did the IBO of a hundred thousand, and that's why I later, when I get on a bigger exchange, want to do the million dollar, the million token offering. Um, So right now, there's 1.9 million that's in that wallet, and um, around a few, a couple hundred thousand uh, have been sold so far. Mm-hmm. Or, or excuse me, around, probably around 75, no, 100,000 in that range. Anyway, I'm not a financial advisor. Don't come after me. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say this. <laughs> okay,
0: All of these solve. answers I
1: don't have in front of me. So you can look in the Vice article. It says how much I've sold. In that part, I actually did my research to make sure it was accurate. I believe it is, I believe, I believe it's over 80K. In any case, um, I did it honestly. I did it the right way. And if you buy in now, boy, boy, I mean, Miles isn't going to have to worry about eating. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know what? May isn't because I don't think Christian or Natasha and they're- you know, in their uh, diversification of assets, yeah. I don't think they've entered the asset class that is Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know how
0: to do it. I, I, you were like, once you said, uh, oh, I'll uh, I'll walk you through it. I'll have to do a call to like walk you through it. I was like, no, no, I, don't, I can't. <laughs> I was like.
1: <laughs> That's not unfair. No. I don't. Yeah. Leave I figured it out.
0: Instructions. Yeah. Or did you? Okay. Yeah. Rick, Rick, yeah. Then I'll, I'll do it.
1: Rick figured it out. God, I hope – I know. I hope you – you know what? I hope you don't invest, and I hope it finds its It's way. (laughs) And Whitmer turns, like, I don't know, 50 bucks into, like, into that 20 grand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It's,
1: you know, it's still – it's a long-term project. It's basically uh, either I get famous and then the coin gets famous because of it, or the coin gets a little notoriety, which gives me more notoriety. And, uh, you know, I I think it will eventually have its day in the sun, but (laughs) –
0: that would be Thanks. funny if you guys got rich off that and I'm just like hanging out next podcast you guys are just <laughs> just <laughs> counting it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird okay. because like what
2: if Bretcoin does blow up and it would it be would it be a negative against the Bretcoin if I cash it out for USD because Some people look at crypto as like the future of money where they're like, I want to own ETH and Bitcoin because I think that those two things will become more valuable than the dollar and in a sense become the world currencies. And then you have other people who are like, I'm just trying to flip my crypto into USD and make money off of USD. As of now, I think I'm in the latter only because- it's hard for me to to fundamentally imagine a world where the us dollar is basically shit yeah. and bitcoin is now the current global currency that everybody you know bases everything upon so i guess for me i'm like oh well i always like i have eth and i have it in robinhood because I actually have it in crypto too. I have a crypto wallet with some ETH in it too. But most of my ETH is in Robinhood, which is just so you it's, know, it's not you don't like own owning it. it. Yeah, yeah, I don't own it. I just bought into it. It's like a fund for me. It's like an ETF. So like I bought into it and it's growing and it's up like a good amount of percentage. I don't even know how much money I'm up, but I'm I'm definitely up. But the reason why I have it in Robinhood is because I look at it as a way of growing USD. And and in maybe ten years time, I. You know, put that money in May's college fund, like as USD. So I guess it just depends on how it works. But if I guess if I flipped Brett coin for cash, would that would that hurt you, Brett?
1: Uh I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean. Uh, you know, everyone can do whatever they want. It's not about hurting me, <laughs> so everyone's individual. But I, I guess, I, I guess, I mean, hurt. still I not, mean, not, selling, not like- selling never helps the token grow its right price. So I suppose, but hurt makes it sound like it's like this, like living, breathing entity that you must take care of. You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, you know what I mean. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I know what you're saying, um, and I mean, you're absolutely right that like. Crypto, people who act like it's going to become the currency of the future, it's like it's way too volatile. Like, are you crazy? Right. Like, bread costs a couple dollars two to four, eh, two to five dollars, whatever. But I, I don't want to like buy bread in zero, 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 yeah. zero 0.00003 Bitcoin. And then the next day, Bitcoin fucking jumps a lot. And I'm like, God damn it. I fucking. Now I paid thirty dollars for that piece of loaf of bread right. instead of five. That's like, what happened. Um, there's this a is guy, like, yeah. yeah.
2: There's a guy named Chamath Palihapitiya. He's a he's a, he's a he got an angel investor guy. He's a he's the a rich CEO. guy. Yeah, he's yeah, like worked he, at
1: Facebook as an OG. He, he, he
2: yeah, he started his first job. I think it was Facebook, and now he has his own uh, company where he like he does spacs and he brings stuff. He's he like brought Sofi to market and bunch of things like that but um a very interesting guy uh but he's back in the like i don't even know maybe 2015 2014 he had bitcoin he was one of the early people in bitcoin so just in the grand scheme i guess for some reason he decided to buy some land in like lake tahoe and because he had this like bitcoin around he bought it in bitcoin and the guy accepted the bitcoin but he goes the Bitcoin, what it was worth then versus now, he's like, I basically paid like five hundred million dollars for that piece of land. Wow,
0: wow. Because
2: I yeah. he so he basically kind of miscalculated. He just he so he paid in equivalent Bitcoin back then. It was worth whatever the land that was worth USD. But because Bitcoin blew up so much, he basically basically made the worst investment of his life in the right. sense. So you're right, Brad. So if you go and buy coin bread with. Bitcoin. One day, bread cost a dollar. Then the next day, bread costs fifty dollars, and it's just so volatile. It would have to, it would have to be stable in order for that to happen.
1: Wait, was it you who has the story about you did a show in like a Chinatown in like twenty fifteen? And to tell the story, because this story is. I did a show
2: at a Bitcoin trading center. And what year? Cause year is okay. so it had to, be, it had to be 2015, 2006. No, it was before Trump. It had to be 2014 or 15, I would imagine. Um, yeah. But it was before like Bitcoin me, was well known at all. Right. Somebody was like, it was, I was in the village and someone was like, Hey, there's this corporate thing downtown. They need comics. Do you want to go? And I was like, great. Yeah, of course. Stage time. So it was like a showcase with like me and like, I don't know, six, six, six comics or something. We each did like 10 to 15 minutes. And then afterwards though, like we can pay you in cash or we can pay you in Bitcoin.
1: Oh, I thought it was drink tickets.
2: Um, <laughs> no, it was, that would have been even funnier if That's I had turned so it down. Funny. And I was like, no, I'll take a Miller Lite and I, I'm, I'm good. I
1: don't need my Bitcoin. So they uh, said we'll pay you in cash or Bitcoin. How much cash roughly? Like was it so just $20? They gave you, like, they,
2: yeah, they gave me 10 bucks. So <laughs> oh I would assume shit. it would have been $10 worth of Bitcoin in 2015. Um,
1: hard to know what that would be worth now. I think Brett's looking it up. Yeah. Bitcoin um, price... And uh, how much did Bitcoin cost in 2015? In 2015, it was roughly about uh 200 dollars. Yeah. So roughly. So. uh Wait, one one
2: Bitcoin was worth 200 dollars, or 10 dollars was worth. $200? Yes.
1: No, one Bitcoin was 200 dollars in 2015. So, let's say it was 10 dollars in uh. If it was ten dollars in that year, that's one twentieth of a bitcoin. So you got one twentieth of a bitcoin. Time. So one
2: twentieth of a right now one bitcoin is worth sixty one thousand and change. So so basically twentieth of sixty grand is
1: so three thousand two hundred dollars. So for for ten minutes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow that's amazing
1: it's kind of hilarious yeah. was it one bitcoin or like a- no, I, I,
2: well I, I well it's hard for me to say because i mean i highly doubt if they were if it was worth two hundred dollars they would have no, offered yeah. me one bitcoin i really think they were going to offer me ten dollars worth of bitcoin but like at the time too it was like I know, it was yeah. this shady thing like by the way the entire thing the, the whole um The whole room felt like that penny stock room in Wolf of Wall Street. Like after he loses his Wall Street (laughs) job and he shows up to that strip mall, it's like like the bullpen with all these shitty desks and like everybody wearing ill-fitted suits and they all look shady. And it looks like – it really looked like this like shady-ass thing going on. So – I mean, it nothing about that read as legitimate. And I had no I I just barely heard of Bitcoin at that time. Um, so and then the process of getting the Bitcoin was like this weird thing where you have to like it's basically like come up with a password and only you know the password and then you need to right. have this. And I was like, what the fuck bullshit is this? Yeah, like, like, I got what,
0: another spot. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. What kind
2: of <laughs> fucking timeshare horseshit are you trying to set? Like, what are you doing? But yeah, that would have been worth like three grand today. So, you know, good, good on
1: me. Hey, man. You know, I hope you had. A, I hope you had a nice hoagie with that ten dollars. But <laughs> you, you know what it is. You know what it is with Bitcoin. I've said it before, but Bitcoin is like nine eleven, and that everyone has a story, and almost all of them are <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Every, <laughs> yours is actually kind of good. That's actually a yeah, story. Like that passes. Like, but my story is like, oh, my friend told me in twenty thirteen, and I was like, no, yeah. that's that's yeah, not like. I think we all have that. Like, yeah, someone exactly. somewhere whispered it, and we were like, uh, "You're an idiot." And guess what? But the arc of the story is that I'm the idiot.
0: My boring Bitcoin story is that I thought about buying it in 2015, and I feel like I remember doing it, but I don't know
1: where it is. Because Christian, you could secretly <laughs> I I like make our movie. I know. Huh? You Uh, could, uh, you secretly have fucking $982,000. Like How would you even know? Like, where would you go? Where do you log in? That's the
0: thing. It's like, it would have been on an old computer. It would have been like, I might've traded it. I might've like bought like five bucks worth in like 20, uh, like 2005 or something. And just been like, this is stupid. (laughs) Like two days later and just bought gum with it or something. Um, well,
2: that's the thing that's so puzzling is like you hear the stories about people who have like there's that guy who can't remember his password or whatever,
0: yeah, and it has
2: like millions of dollars. So it's like, what it does it devalue the currency to to like it would be like if you had a hundred million dollars in cash inside. Of, I guess it would be different because cash they print more cash every year yeah. to for whatever you know. It would be like if they didn't print cash and it was still on the gold standard and then you just had 200 million dollars of cash locked in a vault and you forgot the password like does it devalue the currency that there is just a bunch of the currency that can't be accessed by anybody doesn't that doesn't that do something to the value of it
1: yeah i mean yeah it makes it go up cuz yeah, it's effectively it make, yeah, burning it yeah i mean if it's out of if it's effectively out of circulation that means there's less supply yeah. so like
2: so goddamn go
1: that's crazy so this I dude know. who lost all this money is
2: actually helping bitcoin be
1: worth more Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because he probably would hit sell. Um, but if anyone yeah. buys crypto, which I, you know, I highly recommend you have some, uh, you should just think of it. Think of it as a retirement fund is the best way to approach it.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. To, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it. I've heard that like, uh, I forget the firm, but one of the big like retirement, like TD Ameritrade, whatever, like one of those big um places where you, you basically buy into their portfolio for retirements and stuff. They're starting to allocate 1% of portfolios to crypto. So, you know,
1: that's going to go up. Uh, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's it's new, but yeah. Once you get that boomer money.
2: Woo.
1: Yeah. Oh man. They got all, they got all the chatter. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think the three cryptos you that are like the dominant ones on the market, it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Bretcoin, Bretcoin. I think, are the three. <laughs> kind of, Those are called what's called stable coins. And then yeah, everything yeah. else is an altcoin. It's kind of like off the beaten path.
2: Right. Well, I own two out of those three. I own ETH and I own Bretcoin, So I'm doing good. Dude, that's awesome. Um, I actually sold my Bitcoin when uh, – the whole controversy happened with the electricity uh, where everybody was talking about how it's not eco-friendly and what made me sell it was that there is nobody in control of Bitcoin. There's no like board of directors. There's no um, president, there's no face, there's no nothing. So when there's a big controversy, there's nobody to do PR. There's no one to, you know, repair the image of it for the stock price to stay up type of shit. Right. So Ethereum is a little bit more organized in that capacity and Ethereum has actually utility use. So I think I sold all my Bitcoin bought into Ethereum and it's been a
1: good decision. That was smart, man. That was very smart. That's where the money is. I mean, there's good money to be made. Yeah. Anyway, um, gentlemen,
2: I have to run.
0: Yep. I think it's, we can call Better it go
1: move my goddamn car. Oh no um, Wait, Whitmer. Yo. Uh all right I'll, I'll let you go. <laughs> no no what's up? <laughs> I was just gonna say uh how about, how's Ben Roethlisberger doing? You know, what that is, you know, you know what that is. That's just me wanting to talk to my friend a little longer. It's like, I don't actually have anything, but I'm like, oh, yeah. sh- uh, what's yeah, just tell me that? about Roethlisberger. Yeah, like what's something that I know he will yeah. and would take any invitation to talk about. Yeah. It's Christian. So, if you were about to leave, I'd go, I like, oh, Chris Benoit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so then Christian sighs and he goes, uh, and then he picks uh, up his phone. He's like, I'm going to be late.
0: <laughs> and then he wears this Spongebob
2: three hours later.
0: <laughs> I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I
2: can't not talk about Crispin Moth.
0: <laughs> anyway, guys, I think that's about it. All for right. Us.
2: That's it. Yeah. Right. Have a good Hey, week. listen, if you're listening to this and you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram because I'm going to be putting up a lot of really special information soon. Uh, yes. hint, of, hint the word special. Hmm? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Something's Uh-oh. happening. Things are uh, brewing. Uh, things so are brewing. There will be tickets something's on sale.
0: People believe me.
2: Yes, there'll be some tickets on sale for this special event at some point. I don't have a date yet, but I will. And uh yeah, it's gonna be sick. So follow me on Instagram, Nick underscore Whitmer.
0: Hell yeah.
1: I got nothing to plug.
0: All right. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. All my dates are on there. King Latif on all streaming platforms. Guys, we will see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.